This is an ACB community call presented by American Council of the Blind. This Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, March 14th, 2023. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Sorry we missed you last week, but we're back today. We wanted to remind everyone when we do hands, we want to make sure that we get through everyone's hands the first time through so we can get as many questions answered. If we do get through everyone, then we can definitely take second questions. Also, we want to remind everyone to make sure you're respectful and let everyone ask their question as the same way you would want your question asked so that we can make sure that everyone gets their topics answered. Also, I want to remind everyone that immediately following this call, you have Games with Lady A right after this. So that's a great call. Go check that out. And if you need to get hold of us, you have any questions, comments, or anything else, you can email us at feedback at unmute.show. And Michael, how you doing? What do you got for us today? I feel like, Marty, it's been like forever since we talked. And uh, yeah. that's that's both in personal and on Unmute. Uh, funny you mentioned games to play with Lady A. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and go over some of the content that's been published to the Unmute Presents podcast uh, feed. So if you've missed it, then hopefully this will inspire you to go take a look. Two weeks ago, uh, we published the um, replay of the call that we had. And then following that... We, Marty chatted with Lucy about games, well, about playing with Lady A. What, you did that. Um, do you remember that, Marty? That was fun, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was great. We had a good time. We talked about all the different A ladies that are out there and available, as well as playing games. So. Yeah, and then uh, Marty followed that up with a quick demonstration. Uh, someone asked us what's the best way to scroll on iOS and the difference between using three finger flick up and down and using the scroll bar that can be located on either the side or the bottom of the screen. That then followed up with an announcement from Marty letting you guys know that because of leadership, we were not hosting Unmute Presents last Tuesday. And then Demasi and I, a friend of the show, sat down and talked on Thursday about protecting your personal data while socializing. And that turned into a conversation that uh, some tech news outlets were sharing about some security to be aware of with configuring your uh, pen code and, you know, handing people your phone to be able to take pictures and then being able to capture your information and in ways you can protect yourself. Uh, that turned into a, hey, let's show people how to uh, configure your screen time and have a separate pin number for screen time to protect from this case. So we published uh, a quick demonstration that Demasi went out and uh, showed everyone how to do on Sunday. And that catches everyone up on the podcast. I'm going to jump over to Nancy and ask Nancy if we have any hands. We actually do. We have three so far and Doc is first. Hi, Doc. Hey, hey Doc. How's it going? Good morning. Well, I use JAWS 23 
Windows 11 and Office 19, and I've been having a problem that keeps reoccurring with the autocomplete in Outlook. And the procedure I have used is to go to File, down to Options, to Mail and Tabbing, down and Unchecking, autocomplete in 2CC and BC and tabbing to OK and then shutting it down and restarting and then having to go back through and the routine again to recheck it, shut it down again, reopen. I'm wondering if you have any other suggestion of how to avoid, avoid that or another procedure for reconstituting the autocomplete. So you're trying to reset your autocomplete because I'm confused why you're turning it off and turning it back on. What what problem are you trying to solve? Well, uh, the only reason I'm turning it off or not is to make sure <laughs> that um, uh, that it does when I uncheck it, that it restarts it with it unchecked and then check it and to make sure that uh, that it's reading this with it uh, with it checked. Okay, so so I guess I'm still confused. So what are you trying to do? Are you trying to erase all of your autocompletes, or why no, are we no okay, no why no? Why are we checking and unchecking? Well, it won't autocomplete. Okay, so your autocomplete in general is not working. That's the that's what I was trying to that's figure the out. That's the problem. What's going on. Yes. Uh-huh. Gotcha. So um, when you go and you hit Control N in a new message and you start typing someone's uh, name or email address, you don't hear that tone that Jaws gives you when there's autocomplete and nothing pops up. Is that correct? That is correct. I, like if I type uh, type uh, uh, feedback, you for unmute, for example, yeah. yeah. It doesn't say anything, and if I down arrow, it doesn't give me any suggestion, you know, for the other email addresses under you. Gotcha. So, uh, Doc, I'm going to have to be like Outlook and not be able to give you any suggestions right now, uh, aside from possibly reaching out um, to to Vespero. Have you asked them if they have any suggestions? Because I'm not using Office uh, 19. I don't think that would be an issue. Uh, But have you reached out to Vespero? No, I didn't go to this Pharaoh because I don't th- didn't think it was a JAWS problem. I thought gotcha. it was a Windows problem. Gotcha. And, and, it, and it can definitely be. That's that's what makes tech issues complicated is there's so many different people playing that you don't know who to reach out to to get the best support. Uh, did you talk to the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk by chance? I did. Okay. And did they have any suggestions? Well, what I just described, that's mm-hmm. the only suggestion they had. One, I've had it a couple of times, and the first fella dumped all of my, (sighs) you know, uh, autocomplete emails and re, you know, put them back in. Gotcha. Well, we and and that worked. And the second one did the procedure I did of checking and unchecking and restarting in between. And it's still not working. Um. So maybe a listener has an idea. I don't have any. Marty, do you have any ideas of what could solve this Uh, unfortunately no i'm not sure yeah so stay tuned and or uh if you send us an email to feedback at unmute.show i will remember to look into this to see if i can come up with some other ideas for you but right this minute as i said i gotta be like outlook okay it's like uh, g and b grin and barrett (laughs) thanks doc okay thank you chanel is next 
Hi, Chanel. Hey, yeah, Chanel. so, hello. Um, I did mention that I'd have a question about the Mac, and, you know, I can always learn from other people, too, but I don't know if any of you, if you, you played at all with Mac, with voiceover activities, um, the reason I bring this up is I have been trying to play a bit more with my numpad commander and with braille display stuff, you know, to try to make the Mac work better for me in a sense. But I was wondering, I know you can configure activities for certain apps, but I'm wondering, and maybe I'll have to investigate this on my own, if you can configure, like, let's say in Safari, I want to change my numpad commander assignment. So like zero one is for heading level one, zero two for heading level two, but, you know, leave them what their defaults are in other apps, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, kind of like, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense or not. It, it uh, does make sense. So you want it to, you want numpad commander to do something different when you're in Safari versus different apps, correct? Yeah. Or like my braille display. I want to, I want um, some of the commands to be, although I realized I could just try to find other keys, but you know, some of the commands are more or less helpful depending on what app you're in, like text edit. When I'm, you know, editing text, I don't necessarily care about the move up and down commands. I want just regular arrow commands or the, you know, or option right arrow to move by word or, you know, different, different things so that I can, um, it just depends on the app I'm using. <laughs> yeah, I completely get that. I've never looked into this. I'm looking through the setting and yes, it looks like numpad commander is one that you can set specific configurations for right. uh, inside activities. Yeah. There's also two tools or they are third party tools, but Keyboard Maestro and Better Touch Tool allow okay. you to do all kinds of crazy stuff. You can make all kinds of automations and you can configure things all kinds of crazy ways. And Better Touch Tool is really good if you have a laptop and being able to do things with the trackpad. Or if you have an external trackpad, it allows you to be able to do all kinds of custom configurations. Hmm. So both of those tools are pretty good. Maybe take a look at those and see if that'll expand what you want to be able to do. That way uh, you'll be successful there. I have not played with voiceover settings and keyboard maestro. So that could be a very interesting configuration. Thank you, Marty, because that, that could work too. Um, so yeah, play with that and keep us informed, Chanel. Uh, I will. I do want to let people know before we move on to the next hand, uh, and I've got to, I got to do the shameless plug, Marty, because I always forget about it. Yesterday, if you're a Mac user, we published to another podcast I do called Technically Working, uh, a a 36-minute episode where Demasi, friend of the show, goes through and shows people how he has his launch bar configured. So oh. if you're interested in learning about launch bar and ways to be able to quickly find stuff on your computer and and start... I don't use Spotlight. Launch Bar is my Spotlight replacement because of how smart it is. So go check that out in the Technically Working feed. Nancy, who do we have next? Jenna. Hi there. Hey, how's it uh, going? Good, thank you. So I work for a nonprofit and we get um, some donated laptops that I need to clear out the data before handing it off to our client. Um, and... I tried, so we got a donation of an HP Pavilion, and I'm new to wiping information. Um, and I tried to do a factory reset, and there's still a, the original um, person's login and background photo, and I'm not sure 
what all I need to do to make sure this per in the previous owner's information is safe and cleared out. Is this Windows 11? It is. Yes. Okay. So I'll take this one real quick, Marty. If you go to settings and you go to reset, um, a factory reset option gives you two, there's two different choices. There's factory reset and then there's erase data and factory reset. And if you just choose the first option, then it is going to just reinstall Windows 11 with all of the previous data still intact. So you want to choose the second option, which, which will erase everything and then give you a clean installation of Windows 11. Okay, perfect. Yep, hopefully that helps. And thanks for yeah. uh, reaching out. Yeah, thank yep, you. Thanks a lot. Area code 301, ending at 887. Hello, this is Nate. How are you all doing? Great, Nate. How about yourself? I am well, thanks. Just a comment. I have a 13 mini, and I use the power bar to call up Siri. Well, the power, Siri was not responding to the power bar. So I tried power up, power down, push the power bar, nothing. I powered the phone off and turned it back on. Still couldn't do it. Called Apple. They said, well, bring it into the store. They'll, they'll take a look at it. So instead, what I did was I went to settings and turned on Siri, and that activated the power bar again to call up Siri. So Siri must have just gone to deep sleep and getting yeah. up with his Siri. So in case that issue ever comes up, you know what to do. Yeah. I'd be surprised how many problems get resolved by <clears throat> turning something on or off or restarting something. So, yeah, that's a good tip. Thanks a lot. Yeah, but that, but that didn't do it. I thought it would. I had to just do the turn on Hey Siri, and that's what activated the power bar again. Then I just turned off Hey Siri, and now I could use the power bar once again. All right. So, well, I'm glad that worked for you. Thank you. Welcome. Who do we have next, Nancy? Thinking this is probably Pierre. It's an iPod Touch. I think it's probably Pierre. Good morning. Good uh, morning. Uh, but uh, I have a question about Zoom. Uh, yesterday, I was in one of the uh, ACB events, and I was exercising, and I meant to pr- uh, double tap on what got me out of it, and I accidentally, sure. I accidentally hit recording, and there was no way... Stop the recording. It, it, no matter what I did, all it would say was recording. So I had to wait for the for the event to be <laughs> over. Now, where is that recording and how do I delete it? Was this on your iPod or was this? Yeah, on my iPod, yeah. Okay. So it's interesting that it let you record it because most of the time what happens with Zoom when you hit record is it will... Um, tell you that you don't have permission to record this meeting. If you open the Zoom application without going into a meeting, but just go to the Zoom app and double tap on it, you should see an option to see your recordings possibly. Otherwise, if you use a Zoom account, um, then the recordings could have went into the cloud. So you'd want to log into your Zoom account online to go delete it if it's actually there. So it could be in the cloud? Yes, it could be in the cloud. Are you signed into a Zoom account? Well, you're not because it says iPod Touch. So no, actually, I don't know where the recording would be if it's not in the Zoom app itself when you open it. Mm. I want to get rid of it and delete it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get it. I have no idea where it went. Well, maybe someone else does. or, Or Pierre, if you shoot us an email and someone comes up with a response, we'll be glad to pass that along. 
A thing okay. you can also do, I'm not sure if this is actually what happened, but something to look at is there is an app. I'm not sure what operating system you're running, but there's an app called Files. And you could go through those files and see if you see, for example, something that says Zoom, and then possibly there could be the recordings that are stored in that local file there. Um, or maybe there's an audio. You might just have to fish around in there a little bit to see, but usually you'll see that there's... Uh, things saved in there that you'd be surprised that are actually saved there. And where's that at? Uh, well, I'm not sure where you have it. It's an app and it would be called files. So you can always do a search for files and then it'll pull up the little icon. You double click on that if you're using voiceover and it will bring up the app. Okay. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Go for it. Juliana. Hey, Juliana. How's it going? That would be you, Bell. She's still muted. We can try and let her get unmuted, go to the next person. We'll come back to her. Next one is Austin. Austin, what can we do for you? Hey, 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 can you hear me? Yep. Wait a sec. Yeah. See me. Um, well, two things I want to, uh, um, I, I'll be, don't worry, I'll be, uh, brief. But, um, for the Mac, uh, it's there, like, when I did uh, do dictation, it will uh, uh, punch away, uh, like auto punch voices like on the iPhone or do I have to say the punch away because one of my friends like, are you a robot or something? So you're asking if a uh, Mac computer can dictate? Is that what your question is? Yes. Yes, it can dictate, and it's actually built into the operating system. So all you would need to do is turn it on, and then you can dictate anywhere that you're able to type. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Do, do I have to say the punch voices or no? Because I know the iPhone can. If you're can if you're going to use Siri to dictate, then you would, unless you hold in the Siri or power button. Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise, mm -hmm. if you turn on dictation, then you would do a keyboard shortcut to activate Siri or activate dictation, mm -hmm. and then you would speak. And then when you're done, you do the keyboard shortcut that you have set up for dictation to end it. So that's how you would do it. So to answer your question, Austin, related to punctuation, in the latest version of Ventura, um, dictation does offer, and I'm using air quotes here, even though I don't have a camera on, smart punctuation. So That's dictation true. will, uh, on the Mac, do the same thing the iPhone will do and automatically insert punctuation. I That's personally true. do not rely on that, but you can do that or speak the punctuation while dictating. Yeah, you definitely okay. want to proofread before you hit the send button or whatever you're doing yeah because um one of the uh thing i noticed something it's in, it doesn't say like exclamations or anything this comments period and question marks yeah that's interesting i never paid attention to that but i wonder if it, it if it's dependent on the inflection of the voice and if anyone else i see we only have a couple of hands left if you haven't asked your question or if you have any experience with the smart punctuation on ios or mac os please feel free yeah. to raise your hand and share those thoughts with us thanks austin uh, appreciate it and uh nancy did, well let's see if uh um juliana was able to get unmuted juliana juliana can you unmute you may have to leave and come back, Juliana, um, if it's not getting you. And we will make sure to take your hand first if you are able to get uh, unmuted. Who do we have next, Nancy? She's leaving and she's going to try to come back, I think. so. Okay. 
Well, see, Anna, I don't see any other hands beyond mm. hers. Oh, well, in the meantime, there has been, Michael, in case you haven't heard, a major Apple announcement. This happened uh, in the past week, week or so. And they now offer the iPhone 14 in the regular as well as the Pro in yellow. Is that going to make you sell your phone and go out and get a brand new so, iPhone 14 in yellow? So is it on the Pro? Because if it's on the Pro, then maybe. I thought it was just the 14 and the Plus that are in yellow. But if it's on the Pro, you know, maybe I'll go sell this iPhone 12 I have. And <laughs> I don't really like yellow. But, but well, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Actually, I'm not even sure. I mean, it might be only on the yeah. regular, actually. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, so. Right. Juliana's back. I right. could try that again. I heard that. I heard a voice. Hello, Ju- Juliana. Hello. There Can you, you hear me? There we go. Yes, oh, we can hear you. you it got was the it. got it button. That's the problem. I wanted to say to um, veteran doc, I have the same problem, and he's probably had to do this with the autocomplete. Um, tab over. This is in the uh, email. Did I understand that right? It's the email that he's yep, in Outlook. Okay, in Outlook, and I just have a tab over um, past CC and subject. And then a shift tab back and do a um, insert. Uh, what is that? Way up at the, at the top. What is it? It's not five. Okay. It's uh, anyway. It's it's to read the whole line and he'll get the address um, of whatever was auto completed. It's really aggravating. You know, he can put a few letters in. Yeah. And. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? He yep. can put a few letters into the autocomplete and then tab over and then shift tab back and do a, I think it's uh, insert eight, insert eight. Yeah. It, insert eight would, would read the line for you with JAWS. The so then it reads that line to you and then you can hear who it is. So so it, so yes. if I'm understanding correctly, Bell, what's going on is it's putting in the email address, but JAWS isn't reading that. Is that right? Okay. I've okay. complained about it too, but I, it doesn't seem to, uh, it's aggravating. I, I don't understand. And Outlook, there's, that's not the only thing. And I need to learn how to, to um, use Gmail, mm-hmm. but I, somehow it's a false sense of security, but I'm working in, I feel like I'm, you know, working offline when I go into Outlook or something, you know, I don't uh. want to have to go out to Google, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, what you're comfortable with. If, if you're like anyone else who's used Outlook for years, why, why change it up? I will say Gmail has, a, so funny thing is, is we're talking about Outlook and those who didn't know, Outlook became free. So if you're a Mac user, you actually don't need a Microsoft 365 subscription to use Outlook on the Mac. So I recently downloaded Outlook to the Mac to play with the free version to see what it's like. And it's like coming home almost because they're just comfortable with it. So I get your hesitation there about to go to the web page to do yeah, to go to the web page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's something to, to play with for sure, and you won't know how it works for you until you actually try it. That's true. It's really interesting that they actually uh, released Mac for or Outlook for Mac for free. The reason why they did that was because they allow it free on iOS, so that's iPhone and iPad. Since as long as I can remember, even that Outlook's been <clears throat> available. 
<clears throat> so yeah, they yeah. actually went and released it for the Mac as well. They just figured it should be free across all the platforms that Apple offers. So there you go. Yeah, and what Microsoft is in the process of doing, if you hadn't been following the tech news from last year, is they are working on getting a uh, update to the Microsoft Outlook tool and making it more look the same and feel familiar cross-platform uh, and make it easy for people to go from a Mac to an iPhone to a Windows computer and be comfortable with uh, Outlook. Nancy, That's do we have nice. any hands? Thank you. Yeah, yeah no welcome. problem. Thank you. Yeah, Chanel. Are we taking repeats yet? Yes. Yep, go for I it. I guess we are. Okay, since you <laughs> mentioned Outlook on the Mac, I was curious. So one thing that you can't do with mail on the Mac, I love the native mail app. I forever, I would use it over Outlook any day. But mm -hmm. when I want to copy an email, when I want to select all the text and copy it on Windows, I can do that and still preserve the headings, um, the heading structure. So I want to copy it to a Word document because I do alter the ACV Presents schedule on my days to read it somewhat to make it easier for me to read, but I still like to retain headings and so forth. Yeah, I could go back in and add them in in Word and all that, but what's the fun of that? No. Um, so in Mail on the Mac, you cannot, it will only select the text and you can't, I can't seem to save it. Um, you know, only save is, is like plain text or sis. So, I wonder if Outlook on the Mac then will allow you to have a bit more flexibility and even the types of emails, because I think the Mac mail only supports rich text and not even HTML emails as far as sending out. So I wonder if there'll be a bit more flexibility. That is possible. I had not noticed. So what you're saying is if you select like the community call email and you yeah. copy it and you paste it somewhere, you lose all those headings? Yep. That is interesting because I had not. That's tried why that I always go over to Windows it. when I'm preparing that for my day. So yeah. Okay. I well, would think it I've... wouldn't uh, strip out the um, all the headings and all of that kind of stuff unless you asked it to. So I'm kind of surprised about that. Where are it, you pasting well, it? Well, I haven't tried it in a few months because I had some frust. Maybe it's changed, but as far as when I tried it a few months ago, it definitely did. And where are you pasting it to? Um, I would pasted into Word into or have you tried pages? Yeah, but okay. yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to play with this because I, I, I bet there is a way if you can't do it. So to answer your question, I don't know because I didn't realize that that was an issue. I just assumed it would work. So I will play okay. with this a little bit and follow up. And I did try to do a command A in Outlook while you were talking because mm -hmm. I thought that's where you were going. Just can you copy and paste? And it looks like that is not as easy as it is in Microsoft. Uh, I'm sorry, in Apple Mail. Uh, okay. Command A just dings at me when I have the Ew. message open. So okay. I will play with both of those. Um, I, I almost guarantee there is a way um, it may require a service tool to be able ah. to maintain that formatting when <laughs> copying a message out of Mac mail. So I'll okay. play with that a little bit for you too. Yeah, if you let me know and I'll, I'll look in. I mean, the, the question just occurred since you mentioned Outlook. So if I get around to it, I'll look into that too. But yeah. yeah. Chanel, I actually have a question for you. What sure. are you using for, you know, documentation, you know, for your Mac? Are you using pages? Are you using plain text editor? Are you using Word? What are you doing? So most of the time, um, I will use text edit because that 
you know, does allow you to work in doc, docs, um, and, you know, it can, it can support rich text formats as well as just plain text. Um, when I want to, like, I had created a lot of my course materials I actually have created in Word on Windows because it's just easier to, you know, do heading levels and stuff. I can do that now on the Mac. But whenever I want to preserve the formatting of something, you know, I will use Word and then copy that into a mail message. But uh, most of the time, if I'm on my Mac, I'm using TextEdit. Cool. It's a pretty powerful tool, a pretty powerful tool for a text editor, you know, it's just right yeah, on there. You, you open it up, it's fast, it's lightweight, and it just kind of works. So You can't do extensive styles and stuff, but you can still have a nice-looking document. You can still change fonts and formats and different things. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It works well. Awesome. Thanks. Yep. And for people who did not know, this brings up an interesting thing that I don't think we mentioned because we haven't talked. Microsoft had their um, Microsoft had their uh, summit yes or last week, and when they had that summit, they were uh, they announced a Microsoft Word add-on that they're using for accessibility checker. So if someone bolds text in a Microsoft Word document and they run it through this accessibility um, checker, it's kind of like a spell checker, but for accessibility, it'll prompt them and say, hey, um, this is not as accessible as it could be because you put this text in bold and not as a heading or something like that. So that's super exciting, and hopefully that'll make uh, more accessible documents available Nancy, who do we have next? JC. Hello, JC. Hey, JC. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Good to be back uh, for the second time in a row. And as you guys are talking about it, I'm actually about to download LaunchBar. Yay. Oh, nice. And I'm going to give it a go, and I'll let you guys know how it went. But uh, a comment and a question, I'll make it brief. Uh, someone did mention about the punctuation, the smart punctuation. I believe it was Austin who mentioned yep. it. And it depends on the synthesizer that is used. So, for instance, Vocalizer, which I don't use, and I know some people use Vocalizer, which is a great synthesizer, but I always go back to my favorite synthesizer and everybody's least favorite, Eloquence. So, if you are using Eloquence like I am, switch to that. I know it sounds robotic to some folks, but it's understandable. Uh, the problem with that is, uh, and hopefully Apple will fix it in a future update, is that you can't go, unlike JAWS, where you can go from 50 to 20 to 30, whatever percent, you only have up to 35. Uh, for me, I changed it personally to 40%. And uh, again, that's based on the synthesizer. Uh, sometimes it does work, but again, as Michael said, please proofread before you send the message or whatever, and that will work. Uh, I do like uh, smart punctuation. For me, I keep mine on, but others keep it off. And I hope that answered uh, your question, Austin. And uh, if you need to get back with me, just write to community, and I'll be willing to help you further if that uh, doesn't resolve your issue and such. Okay, Austin? Thank, thank you. Oh, no problem. All right. And uh, a question. Uh, you did mention about LaunchBar and uh, there's another app called Text Expander. Is that included in LaunchBar? You have to download no. it. 
Text Expander well, is separate from Launch Bar in total. Like it's totally uh, different than Launch Bar. In the uh, okay. in the podcast content that you may have heard yesterday, yes, Demasi right. mentioned Launch Bar. Lon, or, I'm sorry, Text Expander. Launch Bar right. offers a tool called Snippets, and okay. that works similarly to the way Text Expander works. But Text Expander uh, is a lot more robust. For example, you can uh, create some fillable snippets, and uh, it can run Apple Script on behalf of you so um yeah they are they are separate tools and also if you're looking for a tool like that especially for ios there's actually what's called text replacement and what that allows you to do it allows you to say uh you want to type out a a sentence or a phrase or something you use all the time and then you can add a short snippet to that so uh that's built into the operating system and it also goes across your iCloud account. So if you're going to create some on your iPhone, it'll also work on your iPad and your Mac, as long as you're logged into iCloud in all the same places. It needs to be the same account, so it can't be two different accounts. But yeah, you can do that. And uh, sometimes that makes it really easy if you're doing something all the time and you don't want to type the whole entire thing out all the time. So that's a, a something to look at as well if you're looking for an easy text replacement option without spending any money. Ah, okay, well, I'm perfectly fine with LaunchBar. Like I said, since Michael uses it, I just turned off the uh, options for Spotlight Search, and I'm probably going to listen to the podcast again so I can get all the settings configured once I set up uh, LaunchBar. And uh, I know I'm probably not going to pay, but uh, as long as I get a break from it from the free version, I'll use it for as long as I can, and I'll definitely get good use out of it, and I'll definitely use it more often because I love Spotlight Search, but as Michael said, LaunchBar is your friend, and I'm not going to go back to it once I switched over because <laughs> you can do a lot of crazy things with it for sure. And uh, one more thing, uh, Marty, if you definitely want um, <laughs> to talk about audio stuff, I know I mentioned it in an email. I'm not sure if you got my email or text, but if you want to talk about audio stuff with me on uh, on a bonus Unmute Presence episode, I would love to do that if possible. Could that possibly be done? Because uh, I'm actually available at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can figure that out. Let's talk offline. Okay, well, I'll, I'll I'll reach out to you after the podcast is over. I'll text you and I'll uh, we'll talk about that offline. So, All thank right, you, folks, good. for answering my question. Good luck on the podcast, and uh, as always, you always do an amazing job. Well done, and I can't wait to hear it. Thank you for that feedback, JC. Nancy, do we have another hand? Albert. Hello, Albert. Hey, Albert. How's it going? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, nice, nice to be on the call. I thank you for taking my call. It's my first time calling. I'm well, not welcome. a first time I'm not a first time listener, but I am a first time caller. Um, my question to you is this: um, Is there a way that I can boost my iOS uh, iPhone eight security? Because I got a, a frightening email the other day of a link that said my account was restricted for security reasons from the Chase Bank that I banked through, and I, I have a feeling it's bogus, but, and I probably should delete it, but I, I wanted to take it to the bank and let them look at it. But is there anything I could do to boost my security? And the second question, part, question that I have is, if I may, please, is um, uh, when I've upgraded to iOS 16.3.1, um, I got a notification saying that my settings had to be updated because some account settings wouldn't wouldn't work in future. Um I haven't changed anything. I haven't done anything uh, new except upgrade. Uh, so on those two points, what, what should I? You guys think I should do? 
Thank you. Well, I'll address the the email one to to begin with. Um, there isn't anything right out of the box. You'd have to probably do a little bit of customization in your email settings. Which uh, here's a question for you: Are you using what what is the at? Is it uh, iCloud or is it Gmail or what is the at? What what email uh, are you using? It's uh it, it's it's just iCloud. Okay. So a good way to start and try to manage, you know, the, the email stuff is if you open up a browser and you go to iCloud.com and you log in with your credentials, you'll see a mail tab there and you can go into that mail tab and then you can make rules and you can set up some stuff to tame your email a little bit. Now, with that being said, it's not going to be a perfect solution. I'm not sure that there's actually anything that's a perfect solution, but that will tame it. And the other thing is you just really, as an overall, and this is for everyone, you really need to just pay attention and understand that your bank is never going to email you and say, you need to email us your username and password. Just delete those. That's not going to happen. Any time you get an email like that, you know, you always want to do your due diligence and you never want to click on that link and you never want to put yourself in that position. If you think that the bank is really, truly trying to get a hold of you, then pick up the phone and call them and talk to them on the phone. Don't ever click on any of those links that's trying to say, you know, give us your credentials, your username or password or anything like that. Most of the time, those are all going to be uh, spam emails, phishing emails and get you in a precarious position. So be real careful there and just pay attention. Yeah, I never do that. But I just wanted to bring it to the bank's attention because, you know, they should know about it or something should be done maybe on their end to uh, boost security. Yeah, it's just, you know, runs rampant. It's so hard to get it under control. I mean, even the bank, they'll take it down and they'll probably send it to their security team. But at the same time, we got to be diligent on our own to uh, keep ourselves safe. So understanding what you're looking for is always going to be, you know, the best thing. Now, what about the uh, the update, my my uh, credentials? Is that is that a necessary uh, thing I should do or because I don't do I don't do anything else except, you know, what I what I normally use the iPhone for. So um, I will address that real quick if you want, Marty. Yeah, go ahead. It could be due to some security updates in iOS, depending on the settings that you had in the previous operating system. Um, did you go from 15 to 16.3, or did you do a slow migration up to 16.3? No, I did the 15 point, the, the, the regular 15, and then I waited a couple of weeks because I wanted to make sure all the bugs and stuff that people were reporting mm-hmm. were uh, attended to and fixed by Apple. Yeah. So I, I always wait a little bit before I, I automatically yep. install a new one. So so there were some changes to the uh, to some of the security policies and settings inside of iOS 16 that were different from 15. Um, it should have prompted you and told you that the settings were updated automatically. Correct? No, it just said uh, it just said everything. It's it, it, uh, 16.3.1 was was installed successfully, mm-hmm. but then when I went to settings, uh, there was a a, a a pop-up or whatever you call it. And it said, you know, you must update your, you have to update your settings. It, uh, that is an uh, interesting one. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what it's talking about, but it could be that some of the settings were changed. I know, for example, between operating systems, uh, reminders had to get an update because you couldn't access your reminders uh, for, that were made in an older version of iOS with the newer version of iOS. So it, it's probably just telling you that you need to make an update in order to ensure compatibility with the new operating system because things do change. 
So yeah, even I had called Apple. I had called Apple accessibility, mm-hmm. and I, I asked them if, if to look into it. And I thought maybe they could do it for me, you know, with a screen share, of course, because uh, I'm still relatively new to the iPhone. Uh-huh. Not, and they said they, they really couldn't do it. I had to do it myself. So that's why I was asking you guys what you guys thought. Gotcha. I don't see any problems with following the directions and doing the updates in your settings, um, and that'll just ensure compatibility moving forward. I don't think there's something wrong with your settings, though. Um, I would just check into that and see what what it wants you to do. Thank you very much. No problem. Have a good one. Thank you. We've got about 10 more minutes because we want to wrap it up early for uh, the call coming up. Who do we have next, Nancy? Jenna. Hey, again. Um, So... I wanted to ask again about the resetting, so I told you wrong. I'm actually using, it's a Windows 7 laptop that was donated. Um, And it doesn't have, when I search reset, it doesn't have a reset, Mm -hmm. um, but it has a recovery option. And all it says is to change back to an earlier date. So I'm not seeing anything that's erase data and factory reset. I was wondering if you have any knowledge that. Firstly, I'm going to mention you, you and and I don't know the details behind your organization and, and what you guys are offering, but it may be a consideration if going with Windows 7 is the way to move forward with this, uh, because Windows 7 is no longer supported by Microsoft, so it will not receive security updates. Um, and so you would need to use something with Windows 10 or Windows 11 to ensure those security updates. Um, I'm not sure on resetting a Windows 7 computer, and if you want to send us an email to feedback it unmute.show we can try to follow up with you on that because it's been quite a while since i had to do that i will make a suggestion which could be an option i would double check but an option would be is to log in to the main account that you have make sure it's set to administrator and then go to you know users and groups where you can create new accounts and what you would do is create a second account in make sure it's an administrator account Mm-hmm. Once you have that account created, then you would log out of the account that you're in, the main one that you want to get rid of, yeah. and log into the one that has nothing in it at all. It's just a you know, basic administrative user account. Once you get into there, then you can delete the previous account. And then that'll delete all of the information in that other account. And you should just have a blank user account with no information in there at all. Okay, awesome. That is very helpful. And to give you context too, we're just taking donations of any laptops. So maybe in the future, I'll just require um, donations of uh, Windows um, 10 and up. Does that sound like it would be a better protocol? That's that's the way I would handle it, but I also understand why you might want to take older computers. There's right. an organization called Computers for the Blind as well that may be worth looking into uh, if, if you guys aren't able to use that laptop for uh, the mission, then mm-hmm. uh, definitely reach out to them. They may be able to help. Okay. One other suggestion I will throw out there really quickly is that if you are a nonprofit, and I'm assuming you're a 501c3, mm-hmm. what you could do is either get a grant that will allow you to purchase some software or that will allow you to easily and quickly erase you know, the hard drives and put them into a factory default setting for people you're mm-hmm. giving them to. Yeah. Uh, and or maybe you can do a little fundraiser to purchase the tools to do it that way. Well, people can get a... Uh, if you're a 501c3, people can donate and then they can get a tax right off at the end of the year. So those might be two good options to help you out there. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Um, All right, 970 Nancy. ending in 874. 
Hello? There you go. Hello? Now we can hear you. Oh, there she is. Oh, hi. Uh, this is Catherine, and I have a blind shell question. I tried to come in with, using my Zoom on the blind shell, but using the link um, from the community calls, and um, it wouldn't let me do that. And so I don't know if I'm missing a step. Or, or what? So I was hoping that you could explain that. And this is Catherine? Yes. Catherine, uh, so what you, you said it wouldn't let you do it. Can you give me a little more details about what exactly happened? Um, when I, I um, opened the email, I looked at the link. It said number 14. I um, uh, went down to that link. Mm -hmm. I hit OK. And uh, nothing happened. Okay, so did you go to use information from message in the menu and then locate that link? Uh, no. Okay. Yep. No, so, I did not. So, so that's, that's the missing step. step. Yep. So unfortunately, on the blind shell, you can't just press OK on a link itself. Um, I. It, it, it frustrates me, but that is how that setup is. So what you have to do is use your down arrow key to find the link number, and it'll say link 14, for example. Then press your OK mm -hmm. button, and this will open a menu of options. Choose use information from message, and then uh, scroll okay. all the way down, and it's going to say link 14. You're going to hear 14 a couple of times, but you want the one that says link 14, and it's going to start with uh -huh. HTTPS colon slash slash zoom dot US. When you press OK on that, that's going to say, would you like to open this in Zoom? Press OK again, and that'll open that link in Zoom. And that's how you get from the community call links to uh, the Zoom on the blind shell. And maybe I'll record a quick audio demo and publish this to the uh, Unmute Presents podcast feed. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for that explanation. I did see a link from message, um, but I didn't, I didn't click on that. So thank you. Of course, Catherine. Thanks for asking, and we appreciate it. Who do we have yep, next? Thank you, thank you. Thanks for doing the tutorial. Thank you. And it is 11 minutes to the top of the hour, and Allison is next. Thanks, Nancy. Hi. Good afternoon, hey, gentlemen. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, my question has to do with using dictation on the on uh, for texting on the iPhone. And, okay. Uh, I just want to know, is there a surefire way to get uh, the dictation to capitalize a word uh, where it doesn't spell out K E P T every time you say cap and then the word. <laughs> that nope. That's what's happening with it. Nope. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just keep fighting with it then. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been there, Allison, unless Marty knows of a way, but I do not know of a way to capitalize a word while dictating unless it's a natural okay. name or the beginning of a sentence. Gotcha. Okay. Well, well I appreciate well, one, one thing that a lot of people actually don't know, and this is actually a brand new feature. It isn't a perfect mm -hmm. solution, but while you're dictating now, you can actually use the keyboard. So say like you want to stick a letter somewhere, you could use the keyboard to do that and then continue dictating. You don't even have to turn off the dictation. It'll allow oh. you to use the keyboard while you're dictating. So if you were to be dictating something and then you needed to insert something, you can just use the keyboard and not even stop the dictation. And once you have it inserted, mm -hmm. then you just continue dictating until you're done. Oh, good. Okay. Well, that's very helpful, and I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Thanks, guys. Yep. 501 ending in 974. Good morning. Good afternoon. This is Teresa from Little Rock. Hello. How are you and, doing? Okay. The other day, I was using my Lenovo, 
and I was going to go into the NLS website, but that's, well, that's neither here nor there. The point was I got that thing about the 40-minute mode, um, you know, Jaws being in a 40-minute mode, and then I did what I needed to do, and then um, apparently it timed out. The next day I was trying to uh, go to something on Facebook, and it did not... Um, it wouldn't talk at all. I mean, it was working, but it just wasn't speaking. Gotcha. So Jaws was wasn't speaking wasn't. when you went to Facebook after it put you in 40-minute right. mode when you went to BARD. Um, so yes. that could be a a uh, Jaws issue. What I do in that instance um, when Jaws just stops talking is I'll do, and, and I'll say Jaws key because I don't know if you use laptop or desktop layout, so either caps lock or insert key. So I do Jaws okay. key followed by, or Jaws key with space. So that um, will put you into the layered keyboard mode. Um, It'll play two tones, so Jaws key space, and then tap F4 on the keyboard, and that forces Jaws to quit out of memory and restart, and then that should bring your speech back, um, in, okay. especially if for some reason uh, you got speech mode stuck, and so it's not talking. So again, that's Jaws key space to enter layered key mo- keyboard mode, and then F4, and always control windows enter on a computer that's on Windows will open narrator if you need a second screen reader in a pinch which one is the jaws key just to uh, be so, sure. so it's the same key that you hold down when you press the t to get the title some people use the caps lock key some people <laughs> use insert some people key some people use zero so it's that same key you hold to read the title bar or the time okay well, thank, well, thank you. you very much no problem we are Jason. running out of time here but let's get herbie real quick herbie since we're almost out of time Real quick, one thing you could do with dictation when it comes to capitalizing words in the middle of a sentence is rather than saying the word, just spell it out. So then you could say like capital B-A-K-E, and that's how you could get around that. Ah, I will have to play with that. Thank you, Herbie. Thanks, Thanks Herbie. Herbie. And that spelling out words can really come in handy a lot of awkward situations where it doesn't understand you or um, things like that. I've worked with a few people, and that seems to be a good solution most of the time, so... Great. Thanks, Herbie. All right, Michael, with that, it looks like we are just about out of time. Well, Chanel has her hand up, and you have about six minutes. All right, let's get Chanel. Real quick, I did kind of find a solution, saving the email as the email raw source and then opening it in Word, and you can also then save it as an HTML file and edit it that way. So There you go. There you go. Kind of convoluted, but it works. Anyway, Kind of convoluted, but I'm still going to find you a faster way you can automate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chanel. Appreciate yep. it. And uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and wrap it up, Marty. Um, and we'll we'll uh, go from there. We'll be back next th- next Tuesday. And Marty, anything you want to say before we close it up? Yeah, just want to say thanks for the crew for helping us out. We appreciate it as always. If you need to get a hold of us, you can email us at feedback at unmute.show. We'll be here again next week. And everybody have a great rest of the week, and we will talk to you all soon.